Hi, Damien Marcus from 100 Not Out here. MP. Yes, Damo. We all know the importance of having a diary, but who wants a boring old day planner? Not me. Enter the journey of me. Ta-da! The incredible eight-month wellness journal designed especially for wellness peeps like you. Yes, Damo, this beautiful eight-month wellness guide is filled with questions, planners, exercises, reflective notes, and more. Endorsed by the Up For A Chat girls and loved the world over, the journey of me is a must-have if you're ready to live your best life for life. To purchase your very own journey of me and receive a free set of inspirational postcards, simply enter the code COUCH at www.wellandnew.com. That's www.w-e-l-l-i-n-e-u-x.com. TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to Wellness Women Radio for the women with big dreams who dare to be different and who want to thrive in health, work and play. Dr. Ashley Bond and Dr. Andrea Huddleston bring you a weekly podcast to help you master true health and create an exceptional life. Welcome Wellness Women. We are back for another great episode of Wellness Women Radio. I'm Ashley. And I'm Andrea. And today we are going to bring in a really huge topic, um, one that's probably more geared to the men in our life, but we think that's just as important for women's health because if we're suffering because the men around us are suffering, then uh, this is one way we might be able to solve those problems for you. Today we're going to be talking about the amazing power that uh, very little hormone has the ability to change and transform a man's life and his destiny as well. And that is the hormone of testosterone. So Andrea, tell me what brought us into this topic and why did you just go, we have to do a topic on this? Oh yeah. And I really wanted to change tunes today. I know that we've been uh, talking about you know, changing our lifestyle and those sorts of things, but we're going to get very specific and very focused today. Um, go a little bit deep into endocrinology and our biochemistry, uh, but you know, we know you guys can totally handle this. Um, and the reason this actually came about is quite interesting. Um, the gym I train at uh, is populated by some pretty incredible athletes, and you know, that the trainers there, they're the guys that compete in you know, world-class events and are number one in the world for all sorts of different things. You know, they're, they're pretty impressive specimens, really. Uh, it's quite awe-inspiring, the things that they can do with their body on, on a regular basis. And I am their primary health care practitioner for, for most of them. And some of them were having some interesting symptomatology happening that was very subtle um, so for example, um, one of my patients was experiencing just a little bit of facial flushing, uh, every now and then slight change in fat distribution, but only ever so slightly. And these guys are such, Cause these are finely tuned athletes. Yeah. So we're dealing with things that they do notice because they're so in tune with their body. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and elevated blood pressure, which was really interesting in an athlete. Yeah. Cause you would never expect that for, for these guys. Certainly. And that let off, you know, some red flags for me. And I went, okay, knowing how well they take care of themselves, knowing what their stress levels are like, which for most of them is relatively low. They've got a really good handle on their lifestyle because they have to perform the way they do. Uh, knowing how good their diet is as well, um, led me to go, okay, 
something's going on here. We need to do some hormone testing um, and, and pretty quickly. So I ordered um, some hormone tests. So we did those um, and they came back with some pretty alarming results. And that's really where this episode came from, wasn't it? Because we're talking yeah. about some finely tuned male specimens, as you said. Yeah. Um, and then we're, we sort of, you've showed me these results and we've looked and went, wow, this is, you know, something that if we're talking about high-end male athletes dealing with these kind of problems... What are the rest of the boys dealing with? Exactly. So, you know, what are the rest of our husbands and our brothers and our fathers? What are they dealing with if they're not like as in tune with their bodies as these guys are? Exactly. That's why I wanted us to cover, you know, the secret men's business today because of how it's going to affect their health and their vitality as well. And also how that affects us as, as their women. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And of course we then know that classically, you know, men are less likely to go to the doctors than the women. It's proven. Yes. Um, twice as less likely two times less likely that's the the reality and you know so many men are encouraged to be tough and independent and this is where the australian image of the macho man has evolved from and it's very hard for the guys to break from that you know to actually reach out speak out and ask the question of someone is this okay you know could this be a problem as opposed to going oh no no all the guys have this don't worry about it yeah exactly and these guys are not only top performance athletes but a lot of them have you know, normal day jobs as well that... Yeah, business uh, owners and, and, you know, working officers. Yeah, Yeah. normal life. uh, You know, they're intelligent guys. Um, You know, they might be that typical archetype of of having previously been in the military or they might have served time they might be you know police officers you know these uh jobs that require that masculinity and that performance and yet you know this is what's happening below the surface and for them it was incredibly subtle uh and so so don't keep us waiting tell us what those results are because i'm like okay i want to know what's the results what what showed up um so i ordered some saliva tests uh it came back we we looked at four different things so their dhea which is a precursor to a whole bunch of different things testosterone which we'll go into in a minute and whenever we look at guys hormones we always check their estrogen levels as well which is more traditionally the the women's hormone which guys have to have in a little amount um now for one of them normal estrogen is between 1.0 to 6.0 Okay, his, so it's quite a range. Yeah, 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 yeah. His came back as 34. Okay, so remember, the range is between 1.0 and 6.0. His came back as 34. It was so far That's only six times the amount. Yeah, so far outside the range that on the graphical image, it was off the chart, literally. Okay. Yeah, there's no place for that because they're looking up to six. <laughs> wow. And, and conversely, his DHEA and his testosterone was low. And this was across the board with the guys that I've tested there. Um, so everyone that, you know, one of them had some of these symptoms, a few others um, sort of came forward and said, yep, this is going on. So we test them all. It all came back. Now, they live different lives. So there's no um, particular... There's not a common thread yeah. in their lifestyle that would indicate why they have this. Yeah, exactly. How fascinating. So who was more surprised, you or them? Me. Me, absolutely. Yeah. Knowing how these guys perform, I couldn't believe that. Because testosterone is that, um, you know, hormone that we associate with that Adonis archetype. Yeah. You know, it's associated with power, strength, performance, competition, aggression, assertiveness, and that virility. And so this is like every man's wish list yeah, on absolutely. the entire planet. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that, that quintessential masculinity and testosterone certainly provides 
those um, those feelings and those sensations um, for a man to get out of bed in the morning, be you know virile and powerful, and, and yeah. feel like that masculine man. And when he is low in testosterone, very high in estrogen, that's a problem. Now, as soon as I looked at these test results, the first thing I thought was, right, these guys are aromatizing. So let me introduce that term to you. So there is an enzyme called aromatase, which essentially converts testosterone into estrogen. And when that happens in guys, it's not good because it means their balance of estrogen and testosterone is going to be completely out of whack. Um, so effectively, they're producing far too many women's hormones and can become what we call estrogen dominant. Which brings us back to the topics we've been talking about so far, hasn't it? You know, we're talking about women's health, women's well-being, but estrogen dominance can also happen in men which totally mucks up their hormone profile, yeah. as these guys have shown. Yeah, absolutely. And often when someone has you know, te- low testosterone, what's the first thing that guys would think to do? Um, go and you know, figure out whichever way they can to boost their tos- testosterone. And generally, they'll do it dangerously and chemically. Okay, and that brings me to something that I was reading because I'm just, you know, I'm a bit of a science geek stats. I like to know the whys behind stuff and there's so much science out there. There's so much study that can um, suggest, you know, where it's going well, where it's not going so well and what's happening population-wide. You know, this is Australia's tricky to get some of the statistics on because we don't publish a whole lot of stuff well enough, often enough, but America is just flying along. They publish stuff all the time. And really what we've been finding is that over the past 20 years, categorically, testosterone levels have been falling. So now there's, you know, lots of theories behind why that might be. There's environmental issues. There's lifestyle changes. Clearly, you know, obesity plays a role in some of this as well. Um, Interestingly, too, you know, like we're talking about you mentioned jumping into sort of alternatives. Well, pharmaceutical companies in the US have spent more than a hundred million US dollars promoting treatments for what they have termed low T to make it cool, like probably like Mr. T or something. (laughs) Um, So, you know, not even using the word testosterone, just bumping it to something cool. So low T Um, and this sales grossed in over 2.2 billion dollars. So they are playing and preying on the fears and insecurities of men, just like they do for women as well with all of the other stuff we get sold, you know, boobs not big enough and all sorts of stuff we get spruiked on on marketing campaigns. But the reality is if they weren't doing such a good at their marketing and there wasn't a real fear there, they wouldn't have made so much money on it. So a lot of people are jumping pharmaceuticals, aren't they? Yeah, exactly. And they are leveraging this idea that you're not a real man unless you have, you know, X, Y, Z or, you know, that absolute perfect definition of masculinity. Mm. And testosterone is seen as this, you know, youthful male elixir, I guess you can say. Um, And the scary thing is that when you go messing with testosterone chemically and pharmaceutically, if you are aromatizing, So if you don't know that you're actually converting testosterone into estrogen, then you're actually just adding fuel to the fire and you will feel those symptoms really quickly. Uh, I've seen it in practice. Um, I, you know, have had a patient who um, has very low testosterone, who tried to treat himself with a whole bunch of different things. Um, He came to me as a complete mess. Um, You know, emotionally, he was completely unstable. His body changed really, really quickly um, because he was doing some of these, you know, relatively dangerous things and not realizing that as soon as he's putting that chemical testosterone into his system and your brain can't differentiate between the testosterone your body makes 
and the synthetic form. So it's still going to use that synthetic form to convert into estrogen if that's what your body is doing, if you're aromatizing. So yeah, and it down-regulates the natural production of testosterone Absolutely. on the other turn, doesn't it? Because yep. the brain says, oh, I've already got enough. So you start switching switches, literally. Correct. switches over in the production of what we call inhibition or excitation of neurotransmitters and neurochemicals. Fascinating. So look, I mean, I don't know if you've ever heard of this little study going out there, but it basically is a study involving men, sex, and frogs. <laughs> Not in that order and not the way you think. Um, Where are you going? (laughs) No, no, no. It's really cool because I just, you know, it's one of those ones that makes you go, wow, that's pretty crazy. Um, There was a study from the University of California and they found that something called atrazine, which is actually a common pesticide, um, is so high in estrogen that they did a study with adult male frogs and the atrazine actually turned the male frog into a fully reproducing female frog. That is really scary. And these, so these might be frogs, but you know, it is reflecting the animal kingdom's response to stimulus and stress. It happens in human beings as well. And it happens in men as well. And that pesticide is completely pervasive. It's something that we've talked about in some of the previous episodes as well, when we've gone into talking about the endocrine disrupting chemicals uh, and and our xenoestrogens. So atrazine is absolutely one of those. If it has the ability to completely feminize an animal, even though it's amphibian, but that's irrelevant, I think. I think that all of that is part and parcel to why men's testosterone levels are declining and have been over the last 20 years and quite significantly as well. All right, so let's talk about what what low testosterone actually looks like in men or what they might be experiencing. And, you know, we would love love you to get you guys to to listen to this or for all of our beautiful men um, who are so evolved that you're listening to this already. Awesome. So these are some things you can look out for. Um, Or, you know, ladies, if if you think this might be happening to your boys, you know, pay attention. Um, So, Ash, you've got a great list there. Yeah, cool. So, look, I think, um, you know, first and foremost, if you're noticing, you know, mood disturbances or, or characteristic changes in your, your husband, your partner, your brother, the, the man in your life that you care about, um, and, you know, there's things like sleep disturbances. Uh, there might be stuff such as a fatigue or a lack of energy, a bit of an apathy to life, you know, just feeling slightly depressed or withdrawn or not showing up characteristically the way, you know, you normally have seen that person, that you can see a characteristic shift in them that they may not be able to observe in themselves um so you know you're the outsider looking in this is where you can help uh things like you know difficulty sort of with sex drive you know feeling withdrawn or not really into sex or you know not really being that interested in that um and of course a difficulty achieving erections so it may be sort of impotence issues there as well and especially difficulty with morning erections too okay because that's a good sign of um, fairly healthy testosterone levels is that you know, morning glory. Yeah, <laughs> I could not think of a better way <laughs> to put that. Yeah, the, yeah. the one that goes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. okay. But uh, yeah, declining morning erections is is a good thing to to pay attention to. And also, this is where more testing probably comes into play. But you may be able to observe this: um, things like loss of muscle mass, and also an increase in body fat, particularly in what sort of areas, Andrea? Uh, you'd be looking at you know essentially man boobs and muffin tops. So yeah. body fat gain or changes in a feminizing way so often you know guys will get love handles where 
boys don't usually get that. Mm. Um, but you know, like yeah. uh, filling out on the bum and yeah, yeah, exactly. filling out on the the chest, where it actually is not like a, a muscular fill out, but more of a, a fatty, breasty kind of fill out, and that enlargement of the nipple area as well. Yeah, and the areola yep. behind that. Um, so you know, it certainly does resemble breasts. Yeah, and yeah. it may be also the thing like uh, losing body hair. So, you know, you start to become more feminine in the sense that, you know, the areas where women have low body hair, you'll start to see men maybe thinning body hair or, or loss of body hair. Um, it's not quite the same as balding or male pattern balders, so let's not get those two mixed up. Correct. Um, so, you know, that, that could be a trigger, but that's not, that's a little bit of a different scenario there. So it's called androgenic, androgenic alopecia. Is, is the hell of this associated? Big fancy with. words, but yeah. yes, androgenic alopecia. Yeah, certainly. So, um, what are the sorts of things? I mean, obviously, there's the feminizing approach. There's things like depressive tendencies, sleep, and and all the rest. Um, um, what else are we looking at? It's also associated with poor concentration, poor memory. It's a um, lot of people right now. <laughs> <laughs> poor fellas. <laughs> yeah, I think it covers everyone with yeah. the, an overstimulated world we live in anyway. But uh, on top of some of these other signals and symptoms, yeah. then putting them together in a basket, you start to see a bigger picture, don't you? And that's when question yeah. marks need to be brought up and say, well, hang on, what, what could this be? Or, you know, it's not just that he's coming home snappy at me every day because he's got a stressful job. Um, could it just be simply just like women have PMS, you know, guys can have, you know, crabby, snappy episodes just because their hormones are out of kick too. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, the low self-esteem, the depression, the anxiety that's associated with hormonal imbalances for men can be really concerning because just like it is with women, they will feel like they're going crazy. Mm. And for the most part, they won't seek help or talk to anyone about it. Um, so definitely something to be really aware of. Um, testosterone will go through natural peaks and troughs throughout a life cycle. Uh, it peaks usually when guys are around 17 years old. Uh, so in the late teenagehood is when they, you know, really have the highest levels of testosterone. <laughs> Horny um, teenagers. <laughs> exactly. Yep. And then it naturally starts to decline uh, very subtly by about age 30. It starts to drop down. So not like with women with menopause where they have a fairly quicker, more dramatic switch where, um, you know, around sort of between 45 to 55 where they will all of a sudden not have periods anymore. Guys, and it's actually, there's a type of menopause for, for guys as well, and it's called andropause, mm. um, where their testosterone will decline over about a 20-year period, uh, so declining after about age 30. Um, really interesting, there was a study at Northwestern University, and it also came up in this great book that I have. Um, oh, where is it? It's called um, The Chemistry Between Us, Love, Sex, and the Science of Attraction Ooh, by Larry Young. That's title. That sounds um, good. Yep. This, is, this is a really fascinating book um, for anyone who's interested in... Um, you know, biochemistry and how it affects your brain and, and sex. Um, talks about a study that was done on the declining levels of testosterone in men with newborn babies. So new dads actually have a lower level of testosterone than they would normally. And there's a couple of different theories that are floating around about this. So it could be that there's, you know, a primal uh, evolutionary process that happens that keeps the men in the tribe and close yeah, as caregivers yep so yeah, that they're more yep. nurturing they're more sensitive and 
they're better dads, but also they're protective of that family unit um, because you've got a newborn baby, you can't run away and, and otherwise your... they're alpha male rogue running off and doing a whole lot more stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it's that in instinctive response to nurture and nature. Yeah, exactly. So that will decline then, or it could also be the actual effects of having a newborn bath. So sleep deprivation. Um... Hang on, don't the women get up and do all the breastfeeding? <laughs> no, it does. Certainly dads get woken up. Broken sleep patterns is a big one, isn't it? And yeah. there's plenty of amazing men out there who are sharing the load at night, getting up yep. and, and helping feed children and seeing children and looking after them. So absolutely. And also, you know, when you've got a newborn bath, you're not very likely to be having a lot of sex, so a lower sex drive. And their body fat percentage actually increases a little bit in association with that as well. So all of you brand new dads out there, this is actually really, really normal um, and will tend to rebalance itself over time. But if it doesn't, that's a problem. Um, but rest assured. We've got is... solutions. They're coming. We'll, we'll tell you the ins and outs um, very, very soon. It's totally normal. Yeah. Certainly. So uh, let's have a chat about, we should go into some of the solutions, I think. You know, talking about, um, you know, obviously testosterone comes from uh, base baseline molecules like cholesterol so you know of course then solutions what are we going to do to sort of help increase the body's ability to either produce a the precursor to testosterone or b reduce the destruction of the precursor to testosterone a really important thing is getting your blood pressure levels under control because you don't want to need to go off and change your cholesterol levels chemically with the use of statins and and other cholesterol lowering drugs because this is a really important precursor to that production of all of your hormones. Cholesterol is is that baseline. So that could be a really scary side effect, that if we are taking certain medications like statins, we might actually be mucking around with some of the uh, hormone chemistry, yeah? yeah? Balance of testosterone, estrogen, and all the rest. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so there's some questions to ask uh, of your practitioners. If you are on certain medications, you probably need to be asking those questions before you go adding more medications or things that may be altering your chemistry further and playing essentially Russian roulette by chasing your tail around trying to get some answers to things that really we go back to basics for. So back to basics, let's talk about some back to basic solutions to help balance and harmonize testosterone in the man's body. But like when I looked at this list, I actually thought, well, hey, that's not too far away from what women need to be doing for themselves as well, because yeah. we also have issues with the androgen estrogen balance issues. So there are women who are testosterone dominant. Yeah. Yeah. And you'll see that in a condition called polycystic ovarian syndrome. Uh, for Nailed women. it. Yeah. yeah. Right. So let's, um, really easy thing. We've just talked about cholesterol. So having really good, healthy fats, um, that can come from a wide variety of sources. So including, you know, good animal fats, um, coconut oil, coconut, uh, cold pressed olive oils and other seed oils. Um, what else have I forgotten? Um, good, good quality oily fish, hopefully that's wild caught and not, uh, not full of mercury. (laughs) Yeah, and these are absolutely the essentials for building that testosterone molecule, certainly. Um, and look, it doesn't matter which way you are, whether you're vegetarian or otherwise, but mm-hmm. animal fats do have an important role in the biology of this. You yeah. know, so, But I'm going to be more specific there, and yeah. I'm going to say clean animal fats, so grass-fed, organic, if you can, meats. Um, you want to stay well away from the CAFO meats or the controlled animal feeding operation meats. Um, they're pumped full of hormones. They're pumped full of antibiotics. Uh, the fat content in that contains a boatload of estrogen. So, you know, guys and girls, 
get clean, clean protein. Um, so grass-fed, always organic if you can. Yeah, so ask your butcher. See if they know, um, you know, where's it from, what's it, uh, what's it made from, and... You know, again, on the ecology of, of how the, the world can survive, uh, the population increase that we're experiencing, we don't need to be eating meat every day, but small portions of quality meat sores will certainly go a long way to helping the human body stay healthy over time. Um, what are some of the other things? Well, look, I think another one for me, like I just love the sunshine. I'm an Aussie girl. I'm a beach baby. But for the men, a good dose of vitamin D is more than essential yep. for keeping their testosterone harmony in balance. So what about the poor guys? I mean, I'm literally thinking my FIFO guys in my practice, you know, literally, you know, underground in the day, yeah, and kind of awake at night. Yeah. And not only are they suffering because of that, but then you start to go, wow, they're really not getting some vitamin D essential for testosterone, which in turn is essential for the quality of who they are as a man, but their mental health as well. Exactly. And in those sorts of circumstances, they will just have to supplement with D3. Yes. Would be my suggestion. So um, how, how do we get this vitamin D? Sun is one. Yeah. Temps in the body for 10 minutes a day, I think is the, the general recommendation. I would suggest getting out as much body in the sun as you can. <laughs> with um, <laughs> Have yeah. yourself in the natives. Um, <laughs> and, and in full sunlight. So between 10 a.m. to 2 p.m., um, no sunscreen, no makeup, no sunglasses, um, don't don't fry yourself. We're not talking about that. It's you know. Yeah, we're not talking minutes. about sunburn here. This is the big draw of the line here. Yeah. Is we're we're suggesting getting sun that's good for health, not sun that damages cell tissues of the skin, which can lead to what we all know in Australia, skin cancer, and how prevalent that is. So please be mindful. That's what we're suggesting. Um, it is just our advice, and do what is right for you. If you want to cover up with sunscreen, great, but just remember that you may be missing out on the vitamin D production. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And depending on what time of year it is, it's sometimes it's impossible to be able to absorb enough from the sunlight as it is. So talk to your practitioners about getting a really good quality practitioner-only version of a good vitamin and especially D3 supplementation. Yeah. yeah, and this is not just us, you know, and our, our hypothesis. I mean, there's a general clinical endocrinology. They actually did a big study that um, examined the relationship between vitamin D and testosterone levels in men. And they found that those with higher levels of vitamin D had significantly high levels of free testosterone compared to those who didn't so perfect it's yeah it's that important now while we talk about supplementation um zinc is essential um to testosterone and um, has really positive effects on it um you can get it from things like meat fish um milk and cheese i would certainly suggest you know raw organic versions of that um however if you need to supplement with zinc use that with caution. So do it with practitioners because adding more doesn't necessarily mean it's a good thing. You want to make sure you're deficient in zinc before you go playing with it because it can have some side effects like nausea. It can disrupt your other mineral balances. And, and there's sort of really simple zinc tests, isn't there? We yeah. can do a spoon test with you guys. So yes, you need to speak to a practitioner because it's very simple zinc test. It's just a taste test analysis and uh, we'll be able to tell you whether or not zinc is an issue for you. Yeah. It's not uh, just because, you know, you may have low testosterone does not mean that every one of these things is out of balance. You're trying to find the cause and we're looking for the key underlying cause, not not just the symptoms and trying to dump stuff in, hoping that it's going to get better. 
Exactly. Now, while we'll just quickly close up the uh, supplementation options just because we kind of segued straight into that. Yeah. Another one is branched-chain amino acids. So, or you know, most guys will know them as BCAAs. And these are found, again, in some dairy products because of the, the product leucine that's, that's found in those. It's the best source and has the highest concentration of BCAAs. Uh, and it will actually boost testosterone, especially with strength training and we'll get to the importance of exercise just in a moment um, look if you can tolerate dairy that's the best most bioavailable version that you can get that that leucine which is you know your bcaas uh, which is you know a really nice easy way for the guys to um, train really well and then supplement to support their system with that a, way. yeah with a good quality whey protein yeah certainly so that brings me into the stuff i love i uh, talk about exercise quite a bit because uh, my husband and i are very very outdoorsy we love our sports so this is why i've always been attracted to a man who does sport uh, i think it must be the natural testosterone <laughs> that comes from that but it's, i've always it's a pheromonal thing it's a well. pheromonal thing yeah that's right i find it very attractive anyway so um look just as diet has a major influence on testosterone levels, um, so does exercise. So does how you train. And it's not just about exercise itself. It's actually specifically about how you train. Mm-hmm. So what forms of exercises guys are doing. So, you know, talking to guys themselves, there's the research that's proven time and time again that high-intensity weight training, um, which as when we say high-intensity weight training, it means that you choose weights that will cause muscle failure by around 10 reps. Okay. Okay, so that's that's the high intensity, and that actually directly stimulates and increases in testosterone secretion. So think about working the big muscle groups, so like your quads, your glutes, with that power. You know, that's pretty good representation of you know boosting your testosterone. It's exactly how it works. And they're called multi-joint exercises, and they're the exercises like squats, bench presses, and deadlifts, where they're the prime examples of um, big compound lifts that really jack up your testosterone levels. So, um, yeah, simple machines, they do help to isolate muscle groups better, but what they don't have is the accessory stabilizing component. And so when you're trying to create multi-joint activity you actually do probably want to choose free weights because that's going to create a little bit more of that um, accessory stability component and that proven to help testosterone boosting so yeah so and then on the same token as well because there's a lot of women and men who love their cardio and they love to be out there pounding the pavement for hours and hours a day which is fantastic there's nothing wrong with that but you just also got to remember if you're talking about how to keep muscle mass and body balance then you also do need to be doing some of these shorter burst sharp exercise activities um when exercises last longer than about an hour what it does do it starts to create a spike in cortisol levels and subsequently that decreases testosterone so mm-hmm. Additionally, that the research itself has shown that um, the shorter rest periods, uh, so you're looking sort of one minute versus three minutes, actually create a bigger spike in your hormonal balance as well. So resistance training, short rest, bam, 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 smack it out, um, is really, really powerful. And you've just mentioned cortisol, which will lead me into the next little testosterone boosting hack, and that is reduce your stress levels. So identify your stress. Every time we go into that fight or flight mode, um, and you know, this is not a theoretical uh, idea. You know, that fight or flight mode is actually a 
endocrinology <laughs> process. I didn't say that very well, but uh, it's, yeah, it's an endocrinological yes, process. exactly process. Yeah. Um, you know, it's a biochemical process that was defined by you know a Harvard scientist in the 1930s that actually explains how cortisol affects our body when we're under pressure or in stress, and it's a primal urge for our own survival. But these days, it's from completely different triggers than being chased by a saber-toothed tiger. But when we go into that stress fight-or-flight response, it diverts the blood away from our gut as well as away from our reproductive organs because, let's face it, baby-making at that time is not important. Yeah, uh, the whole idea of you know mating and all the rest is not on the primal urge when you're in survival. Exactly. Uh, so really looking at stress levels and doing what you need to do to bring them down. So, you know, I'm a big fan of meditation and yoga and, and breath work, but your big, tough, masculine guys may not be as receptive to those sorts of things. So what is it that lowers their stress levels? And uh, ladies, this can be something that you can help support or identify with your guys. Is it them standing in, you know, a river fishing with water wading up to their armpits, you know? Is that what lowers their stress levels? Um, is it going to the gym? Is it playing rugby? Is it... Yeah, my might be the thing that drives us as women crazy it might be the fact that they get out in the shed and start working on their car for two hours and we might find that really irritating because we want to be wanting them to do some stuff in the house for us or with the family or whatever but that is their downtime and that's really really important to honor we recognize just because it's not classically going off to a yogi studio and meditating and that it's actually a meditative form of activity that allows them to escape the realities of the stress loads are under and we try and really really encourage you guys to try and encourage your men as well steer away from alcohol yeah it yeah, is not time. conducive to stress reduction because it doesn't do that it just simply blocks out the brain cells for a while um and what else i mean it's going to be causing the increased risk of obesity which then in turn drives the decrease to testosterone again so it's a vicious nasty cycle yeah so there's that strong link between overweight men and low testosterone because excess body fat is its own endocrine organ and it drives estrogen. So yeah. it drives that estrogen dominance even further, which, you know, there's guys will obviously be aromatizing if they're yeah, so we're looking overweight. for yeah, so positive stress reduction. Yes. Um, as opposed to what we could still call it. Guys will tell me that they go to the pub and they feel better after it, <laughs> but downing beers at a pub with your mates doesn't deal with the situations that are causing stress so we've just got to talk about mental health on that side of things too that dealing with the real deal is going to help you overcome the underlying stuff that could be blocking the whole reason why testosterone's out of kick it's kind of chicken or the egg yeah did one come first the other come first we don't know but we're going to treat the body as a whole treat the person as a whole and from a physiological level as well the alcohol really affects the liver and its function and its ability to detoxify and which is break what, down estrogen estrogen <laughs> so you yeah. guys need a really good healthy functioning liver to be able to get rid of some of these excess estrogens from their system and properly eliminate them from their system. And a really good way to do that is actually by increasing your cruciferous vegetables. Your um, what? Your cruciferous <laughs> vegetables. Yeah, so for um, the people who don't know what cruciferous vegetables are, they're generally your dark leafy greens. Yeah. What are some examples? So we've got broccoli, bok choy, kale, Brussels sprouts, all of that sort of good stuff. And eat them in absolute abundance. So they contain a phytonutrient called indole-3-carbonyl, um, which assists in the um, estrogen detoxification pathway through the liver. 
so it helps it get it out of your system um, and also uh, something called dim as well so again it, it helps um, with that and they also help to block that aromatizing pathway as well so you've got some so great sources a bit of a double whammy there absolutely and you've also got great sources of um good veggies that you can have your lifestyle which then leads into this idea of losing weight you know any weight you can lose is going to increase the function of your body internally of course not only makes you look better but it also increases your testosterone levels so um you know just focusing on weight loss healthy habits at home you mentioned something about you know a good woman is the one who what was that <laughs> uh there's um i can't remember his name i will put it up on our social media there was a lecture and it talks about that fight or flight response in men and it goes on to say that if you want to improve a man's health if you're a man you want to improve your health marry a good woman <laughs> yeah and look that's not just giving ourselves a rap on the back for being uh you know amazing women in, in relationships but it's just saying that our habits as well have the ability to improve or decrease the quality of our partner's habits whether it be man or woman we can be influencing each other so you know when you're cooking at home and you if you're the person preparing meals make it quality so your partner enjoys the benefits of that as well and that can help you know everyone in the house stay healthy and well and of course you know to close out we definitely want to be looking at sleep we did this episode recently we talked about sleep and why it was just so important the biological you know need and demand for sleep and how it affects all quality of our life in in so many different ways and so many different layers but there's absolutely proven science to say that you know a reduced quality or lack of sleep dramatically diminishes the amount of testosterone in your body so you know that thereby reduces muscle growth and also inhibits fat loss um i mean there's just so much again going back to this idea that no you know, amount of sleep is too much, essentially. You've got to have good quality sleep, but um, cutting cutting sleep and cutting hours is going to guarantee your hormones are going to be messed up. Yeah, and if you do have any kind of hormonal imbalance, then making sleep a priority is essential. Uh, so how do we know if, if our guys are going through some of these processes and it might be very subtle like some of the things that i've mentioned before so testing is key um there's a well different... firstly well, before we start testing our men how on earth are we going to bring this topic up to them oh that's a great question because i'm like you know i've actually, uh, <laughs> actually polled some of some of the awesome men in our life to try and figure out how it is that we can approach this with with the guys without putting them off because i know from my experience if a guy tried to talk to me about my cycle I would get pretty defensive because I'm the authority on that, not them. And yeah. So the guys are the authority on their own health as well. And from what I've been told, they don't like to be told that they are wrong or that they don't know about certain problems. Um, so for all you women who want to maybe address this with your guys, maybe you've noticed some things going a little bit awry and you want to support them, um, some questions or some things to kind of gently bring into the conversation is, oh, hey, I learned about this. Did you know you know and blah, you can blah, blah, blah. rattle you can talk about the frogs really cool talk about facts. the frogs <laughs> turning from men to, to male frogs to fully functional female frogs because yeah. of xenoestrogens i mean that's pretty scary yeah and pretty cool guys were like whoa frogs wow <laughs> and just having that kind of authentic conversation with them as well you know if there are some issues there then letting them in on on this information is really really important because we're coming from a genuine place of you know love and care we we care because anything we see someone else suffering with we innately want to alleviate that suffering uh, whether they recognize it or not you know anything that could improve someone else's quality of life is really where all these conversations should come from you know if it's an accusation style conversation you know you're putting on weight you know you don't keep fit anymore well just you know spin that a fraction and say well how would it feel if someone 
someone said it to me that way too. So just remember where you come from, position, and like we always like to say, love language. You know, talk with a place of understanding and um, and genuine care. So this is why I think that if you want to prove a man's health, <laughs> they need to marry a good woman. And I yeah. think it's all of these reasons because of you know where we're coming from and being so nurturing and supportive in that sense. It's a woman's uh, yeah, it's a woman's thing, isn't it? We just yeah. we just do that. That's just who we are. Um, so I guess Andrew, can you run us through a couple of tests that would be really important because I I certainly know that um, it's always encouraged. Men's health is just one of those things. We encourage encourage things just like women should be getting the encouragement to self-check their breasts, you know, and do breast exams um, on a routine and regular basis. Guys, you know, whether you (laughs) want to laugh at this or not, you've got to have a jiggle and a fiddle with your balls. (laughs) Um, You know, the guys have got to have a feel around of the testes and, you know, be looking for things like lumps and bumps, irregularity, you know, instead of a nice smooth surface, is there any changes? Are there any adhesions? You know, who's one ball gone up, gone down, bigger, smaller? Like, knowing your bits and pieces as as a... good place to be so you will also know if and when things are changing exactly so self-care is really important and also looking at your functions too so you know with changes of testosterone um, and especially if your estrogen is really high i would be concerned about your prostate function Um, so paying attention to is there any hesitation when urinating any dribbling any difficulty initiating Uh, those are all signs that you need to get your prostate checked Um, when any of whenever i get any of these test results back from the testing that I do, if estrogen's really high, I send them straight off for further checks on their PSA levels and also having their prostate examined as well, examined as well, which is really important. Yeah, and looking in the toilet bowl, you know, checking colour of urine, urine output, how much, you know, these are all clues and indicators. Same with bowel motions, you know, whether we like it or not, checking out a wee and a poo um, is actually giving us a really good insight into how our body's working within. And it can sometimes be the first and maybe only warning sign that something's going wrong so um yeah whether you like it or not we really do recommend observing your body and what it's producing and how it's producing and you know all those sorts of things um of course impotence is a big one you know if a man can't get it up they can't get an erection then it's not just necessary that they are not turned on (laughs) um it can indicate the testosterone imbalance for sure can also be uh good indicator there could be something you know along the lines of heart disease diabetes or a blood pressure condition issue so you know ignoring warning signs passing them off saying it'll get better you know blaming things on other things is um, something we really want to encourage you guys to sort of get real and say hang on you know get cool with your body get get to a point where you understand your bodies and realize there is no weakness at all in asking for help because most men wait too long we're finding that guys go to the doctors too late by the time things are already in full symptomatic presentation. They're already in crisis and they may already be in a very advanced stage of disease or illness. And that is why guys die younger than women. And it has a lot to do with the fact that women are so internal with the way they think about themselves, they, they observe themselves, and it's showing that a lot of guys are just not checking things soon enough. So preventable health, you know, preventable disease and lifestyle disease, and that's why we've done this episode, because we just think there's so many key markers you guys can know about and can help yourselves with. 
Exactly. It's essential. And, you know, with, with impotence and with some of the lower sex drive, having a healthy sex life is really, really important. It is very um, encouraging for a healthy reproductive system as well. Uh, so, you know, ladies, just keep that in mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boys, look, it's uh, we laugh and we, you know, yes, you know, we might be tired and, yes, we, we have reasons why we may not engage in you know, sexual interactions. But on the flip side, guys genuinely do need, you know, a sexual... Um, expression so to speak to be able to help hormonally them drive testosterone higher um it's almost like the same principle of use it or lose it you know if you're not using it often enough you're starting to lose it and that's you know not just physically speaking in terms of muscle mass and tissue but also chemically speaking as well and uh just ladies for your own benefit guys will become more turned on by your own pleasure um, you can take that however you would like to. Yeah, um, and this is, but there's a pheromonal, there's a, there's a chemical process that happens. So guys, naturally, it's inbuilt in them that they want to please. And there's a chemical process that happens when that happens. So, you know, just enjoy yourselves. Yeah, so look, I think this is what it comes down to. We want women to feel happy, empowered, you know, enjoy you know their life but that may include that the life they have with um their important other person in this case we're talking about men of course you know we have so many special men in our lives um every woman does and hopefully the ones that are close to you uh today's episode is something you can actually help you understand and also help you understand how you can communicate with them and if they so want to guys i really hope you've listened on this too because this is something today that you will hopefully trigger a few ideas in your head okay what should i be looking for how can i help my you know bumper up my my macho man because you deserve to be fantastic us girls love you boys when you you take your alpha males and you <laughs> boost your testosterone because we're proud of you for those things too um so yeah look if you love this episode and you you find what we've talked about really interesting i hope you have please go online give us some some you know thumbs up some five star ratings give us your information you've got questions about this please throw them at us yeah, absolutely. Um, you can certainly private message us, guys. Um, we are a complete open book. We will support you any way we can. We'll advise you um, as best we can as well if there's any further testing that we would recommend for you. And um, as well, it's totally confidential. You know, yeah. private messaging is just that. So, you know, we'd love to have a chat with you, um, connect the dots for you if there's any questions you have. Jump on Facebook, jump online, uh, connect through social media. We hope we have bring some nice ideas towards this idea of men's health as well because men's health health is women's health uh, we all care for each other we all love each other and we also we love you guys so this is why we do what we do we hope you have an amazing week and we really look forward to bringing you another great episode next week be well this has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com check us out on facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash the wellness couch subscribe to each show on itunes and check us out on twitter the wellness couch streaming wellness into your lives Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.